the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody... Absolutely and totally have an abundance of topics to tackle today. For some reason, Misty Callahan is calling me on the phone. I'm doing a show, Misty. Can't talk. And we will get to uh, Nipples Cuomo. And we will also get to what a big win it is for organized labor mafias around the country as idiots, corrupt political whores, are celebrating an infrastructure bill that none of us really demanded, none of us wanted, but all of us paid for the infrastructure of the money that has already been absconded with. Now they're going to replenish that and really pay off these organized mafias. So that's going to be fun. But before I do, they caught the two brothers, these two low IQ, perfect examples of the uh, Chicago public school system. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say registered Democrats, these two morphodites, these cockroaches, they caught him, the two brothers, and I guess the girl in the car was an innocent witness. Sure she was. But as I tell you about this story, I want you to remember, in all of the noble socialism by the Democrat mafia, these two roaches have been recipients of all of that cheese and all of that money. These two idiots since COVID started, each one receiving about $4,800 lowball. I'm giving you lowball figures and handouts because I'm assuming there's a few babies in there. And as you look at these two idiots and you see what the idea of a gangbanger is and how we're enriching them and we're pretending they're part of a fabric of society that is entitled to anything, anything other than a hangman's noose, which is what they should get. Of course, it would mess up that neck tattoo that both of these idiots have. I don't know if you've had an opportunity to see the picture, but apparently the family crest is a lion that apparently has a learning disability and wings behind his ear because these two rocket scientists have two neck tattoos. Here's a little indication for all of you people out there who under new restrictions cannot ask questions of employees. So when you're interviewing people for employees, if they have a neck tattoo that looks like it was drawn on by a meth head or a third grader, let's say we pass on employing these scumbags and let them just stick to the lifestyle they've already predetermined themselves to be. And so have the Democrats as ghetto roaches that they are. Because no matter how much money you would have given these kids in the boondoggle spending bills and handouts and free education, these two people made a choice to be roaches. And they killed a girl of which, if there were a thousand family members in what is their name? The Morgans. Imante, as if Monte wouldn't have been enough, and Eric Morgan, there's not a thousand Morgans that equal one Ella French. Not a thousand and yet here they are, the noble, the noble Democrat recipients, the noble part of society who has reaped nothing but rewards, lived in the Democrat utopia that Chicago mafia politicians created, and now are caught. And the system itself will not fight to put them in that hangman noose I talked about. They'll fight to give them the least amount of time, as I'd love to see the existing rap sheet. But yet in all the articles I read, it just says that they uh, uh, have previous felonies. They have previous felonies. Well, what the hell are they doing on the street with previous felonies? And you realize there's been an orchestrated movement by the Democrats. Not Republicans, Democrats, each and every one of them. Stupid as the day is long. Like the congresswoman who has her own private security force and wants to work to defund the police, that moron that she is. But she was elected by morons. And that is the party of morons, mafia figures and morons. That is the Democrat Party. But uh, to prove my point, we've got little Lori Lightfoot 
pandering. And here's the other thing. Dressed in her little costume of Geppetto, no matter how corrupt, no matter how many scandals she tries to squash, no matter how many paychecks she gets from law firms she used to work at in the form of bribery that I guess we're calling campaign contributions. And by my oh my, with this new infrastructure, you ain't seen nothing yet. If you think last year's dark money to Joe Biden and the mafia Democrats was big, times it by three. Because now they're all going to be able to afford it in this new infrastructure. But here's a benefactor of corruption and a walking punchline. She's referred to as the mayor of Chicago. I want to play what Mayor Lightfoot said. And I also want to point out that, that according to uh, John Catanzara, um, who is uh, from the police union, um, he said that, that they at the family of the officer who is still in critical condition asked the mayor not to come upstairs at the hospital. She went ahead and did that anyway. Um, and here's what she had to say. Watch. The police are not our enemies. We must come together. We must unite. We have a common enemy. It's you. You and your policies and your corruption and your squashing of reality. Your bald face line. And I didn't even take the cheap shot of those crazy eyeballs. I don't know where the hell you're looking. It's the guns and the gangs. Your thoughts on what she had to say there. Um, Raymond Lopez, we'll start with you. You know, it's a little too too little too late, in my opinion, Martha. You know, for the past two years, the mayor has demonized the police in our city while holding in high regard criminality and gang life. I think this is the first time that she's ever mentioned the word gangs in her entire mayoralty. And that's the crux of the problem. They should be walking the streets the same way they do in Afghanistan to squash those gangs. Which, by the way, I'm not quite certain, but I'm willing to guess they have less shootings per capita than Chicago does. That's just the way it feels, and I'm sure that's the truth. And it, it all is linked, because after all, isn't that where the poppy is and all of the nonsense? Yet heroin prices have stabilized, while pork has gone up 60% since Joe Biden was sworn in. And she doesn't want to stop it. Neither does the... Uh, Kim Fox with her peanut head. She doesn't want to stop it either. In fact, what they've done is work to enrich, to strengthen the gangs, and not to mention to keep their membership high by rotating the perpetrators in a revolving door versus the way it should be handled when they're caught with a felony. They should be in prison. This girl should be alive. The scum that killed her with his stupid family crest on his neck should be sitting in solitary confinement for the rest of his useless, miserable life. And his family should get sued for the money that society paid to put those kids through school. What do you think of that? That's how you solve some damn problems. But instead, they get Kenton Zaro uh, on Fox, and he really has a, has a tendency. I like the way he talks. I'm not necessarily... Uh, a cheerleader for any union, but when it comes to unions, I like this guy. Steve, she's a flag in the wind. For two and a half years that she's been mayor, she has vilified the police. She showed more emotion for Bobby, Bobby Rush Popcorn Gate last year during the riots or a botched raid. By the way, did, did Bobby Rush give up any protection from his, because we all know what Bobby Rush is, right? You do realize Bobby Rush is an ex what ex Black Panther with who's interwoven with the old fashioned El Rukens, Jeff Fort, which by the way they should be putting up statues of him in the in place of uh, Christopher Columbus anyway. But did he lose one detail? You know that's the other little skinny, right? All these pretend aldermen, or as I like to call them, fifty thieves. They all have their own private security team. What do you think? Ed Burke was the only one. They all have the same thing. And when they want to, they turn them over for a scandal, and then the next week get new guys. To, to handle their private security, which wasn't botched about a, a person who a, a woman who was, you know, undressed when the raid occurred. There was more emotion coming from the mayor than there was for this officer French that was killed. It's disgusting. And now because the political climate says the defund policy and the police maybe aren't the enemy. Now she has to pivot and now she has to be our best friend. It's too damn late. The men and women of this police department have no respect for this mayor, and it was as palpable as you could possibly imagine outside that hospital at the University of Chicago two nights ago. Realistically, she would, and, and just a little backstory: the mayor was told, do not come up to the seventh floor of that hospital and speak to the family or the officer who was still injured fighting for his life, Officer Yanez. But yet the mayor still thought she knew best and went up there against the advice of the family. And this is why I never went into into 
union or public life or anything, because what I would do if I were this particular person in the, in the position he's in is I would I would organize an absolute police strike of every one of these neighborhoods where the police are demonized, where the police are murdered, where they're not respected and put the police in the neighborhoods that want them, that respect them and that are willing to understand what the rule of law is supposed to be. Let the ghetto feast on itself. That's the only way you're going to stop it, because we're going to go back to normal. And little Lori Lightfoot on next election night will win again, or the the taller version of her, Tony Prockwinkle, will win. It is just the name is fungible, the policies are the same, and the sewer or the city continues to turn into a sewer, which is a shame. But these people are going to vote Democrats come hell or high water. You know why? Because they just passed another handout. Another handout. So all you have to do is tell scumbags you're going to give them 2000 a month and a little walking around money and how entitled they are to a life that they don't deserve. No matter how many times they kill our police officers, harm our kids. By the way, there was another 18-year-old girl, girl slaughtered in Oak Park that they don't want to talk about. No matter how many times it happens, yet... We are vilified, and the scourge of Chicago is idolized, and policies are created. And by the way, they're paid off. We'll talk more about the infrastructure, and I'll take your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. You know, there's a bigger point to this. I'm down here in Florida. I don't hide anything from you people. I love it down here. I still have a presence there, obviously. I'm not going to sell real estate up there because I simply can't. And as I as I come to know people here, it's amazing, amazing how many people are Chicagoans, how many people are Illinoisans, how many people, although have great appreciation for what was once a great state and a great city and how embarrassed they are of it now. And they should be embarrassed of it. We all should be embarrassed of it. This is something we do not have to take. This is not a circumstance we just fell into. This is one that citizens created. Yet for some reason, they're willing to sell out for walking around money. So the solution has to be, I came to the realization that in Illinois, unfortunately, that is going to be its future. It is bankrupt. It will continue to be bankrupt. The people who are there, for the most part, love to be slaves to the corruption. They just want in on it. It's an unfortunate circumstance for the people who recognize that and cannot get out. But what does the future look like when these are the politicians who are comfortable destroying the future with their own temporary power grab and their systemic corruption? Lloyd, Gary, Indiana. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Thompson? Very good, buddy. I got one for you. I got one for you. Lori, Lori Daly, she's there to preserve disorder, not stop disorder. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that, isn't that the truth? But do you know what's funny, Lloyd? Why don't they at least come up with a circumstance instead of one of these moronic church walks where we have to see that buffoon from uh, St. Sabina? What the hell is his name, the guy with the hairdo from Archie? I can't think of his name right now. Um, the guy who was ac- accused of uh, pedophilia with the two brothers. I'm uh, having a I'll have McBath look it up for me. But he does his Saturday walk. They sell T-shirts. He raises money. He goes to Gibson's on the weekend. And in the meantime, we don't protect the people. What's his name? Flager. That's it. Flager. Flager. Thank you for thinking of that. Father Flager and the rest of it. Because that's what the city wants right now. They just want a show. They want a weekend carnival. They don't want to stop this. Otherwise, they could, because here's the real skinny. The people who are trapped there are afraid of the gangs that rule there because they can't go to the police because the police have no backup from the politicians to really make a difference. It's a, it's a failure that feeds on itself, Lloyd. Thanks for calling. Tom in Tinley Park. Hello, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. You had mentioned on that uh, horrific uh, murder that transpired in Oak Park and it's beyond me why it has been uh, like an 18 year old girl by, was by found in an alley. They have two suspects that are in custody on a half a million dollar bond. My daughter was the first on the scene. Was she really? And yes, yes, she's an old park officer. And she uh, had to get a hold of me because after she got off duty, just to decompress, 
And uh, what I was told, it was just horrific. And these animals that are on the street, uh, they need to find out uh, who let them back out. And these people, the judges, the, the prosecutors, they need to be held accountable for this this horrific. Tom, you know, uh, a dear friend it, of mine, a dear friend of mine became an Oak Park policeman. This is back in the 80s. I think he's just retired now. He was a wonderful guy. And what the story that goes untold is the amount of crime they see from the Chicago perpetrators who are fleeing Chicago. Once they hit that that border, now the crime gets off the Chicago books and onto the Oak Park books, where their corrupt Democrat politicians work to squash the information of just how terrible Oak Park really is when it comes to mayhem. And, you know, this goes this has been happening since the 80s that I'm aware of. It's probably happened before that. And think of all those towns that border Chicago, that the minute the perpetrators run through that imaginary border, now they're not on the Chicago crime stats. Can you imagine if they included those stats between the carjackings, the robberies, the beatings, the murder? It's insanity what this city is living with. And it's why we are a national punchline. But you got to do me a favor. You got to tell your daughter, apply for a job in a different state, in a different town where she's safe, brother. I got two daughters. She's a, she's, I, thank you. She's already thinking of it. Tom, let me know how I could help. They, they, need, they need a good policeman down here in Florida. Thank you so much, especially as so many Chicagoans move down here. I think it's going to be pretty spicy in the near future. Teresa on the north side. Hi, Sean. Uh, you know what I'd love to know? Where are the marches on the streets for Ella French screaming, Say her name. George Floyd has a statue. I would like to see one for Ella French. Well, I, you know, hey, we all have jobs. That's the difference. You know, the Democrats have a leg up on this kind of thing. They're not doing anything. So if you incentivize them with a little walking around money, here's what should happen. Here's my question. Prior to this girl, this beautiful girl being killed, the 73, the, the, the what is it, 71 other people other than two policemen were shot and, and, and killed or shot and wounded and have their life changes. Where's BLM? Where's BLM? Yeah. You know, every weekend they should they should be in Chicago. They should be working to fight this. But instead, you know what they're doing on the weekend? They're going to open houses because the upper management of BLM is raking it in, honey. And they're not interested in black lives. They're interested in real estate portfolios. Thank you, Teresa, for the call. I appreciate it. What a scam group that is. You almost have to sit back and admire how devious and useless, corrupt, and how successful it is. Here's a company that produces absolutely nothing that rakes in well over $100 million a year. Well over. Where's the money? Where's the money? I'll tell you what. It's, it, it, it's, that, that, that's almost better than the street gangs that are spreading the mayhem. I wonder what their, well, their revenue is probably in the billions. Joe and Dundee. Yeah, John, I'm calling for the mayor of Chicago to step down. Huh? Well, here's the thing, Joe. Um, You're in Dundee. The minute, the minute, her name, her name should be yeah. Chuck because she doesn't give a, you know what I mean. And the reality yeah. is, Joe, <laughs> she is she is immune to political pressure. She's the triple threat from her own lips. She's not going anywhere, brother. This is wishful thinking. And the other thing, too, where you discount, you're from Dundee. I live in Elmwood Park. The people of Oak Park, the people who suffer the consequences, she doesn't care about them. All she's got to do is mobilize the municipal mafia, the ones that want their jobs, the kids who want their jobs, and the Chicago corruption to stay in office for perpetuity or cut a deal with her sister who's about seven feet taller than her. That's it. It's either her or Prockwinkle. Thanks for the call. Jeff, lifelong Chicagoan. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking the call. You know, and the first time in my life this last three or four months, I'm honest to God, I'm depressed about what's happened to the city that I grew up in. My dad was a cop. He died on the job. It, this is just, this is insane what's going on right here. People, they, they hear about it, they see about it, and they watch the news, and they're like, whatever. But if you're here, it's mind-boggling. What's going on? The graffiti. Oh, uh, yeah. Just, How about the trash? Even, even, even the way that people drive. I mean, I was on the highway the other day, and uh, five or six you know, guys on quads, just quads, off-road quads, were ripping down the, uh, the shoulder with, without a care in the world. It truly has become a city of lawlessness. And people just don't give a rat's behind because corruption, anything anymore. Corruption, socialism is depressing. You're exactly right, Jeff. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself 
to to make the most of your life. You got to get the hell out of there, brother. You really do. Good luck. Oh, it's just it's it's coming. I mean, I'm 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 on my way to you. Uh, my my uh, my career is on the water, and I'm probably going to end up either in uh, Daytona or Jacksonville. You but um, at the end of the day, I just can't get out of here fast enough. Isn't that something? That's how I feel when I'm there. That's how I feel about my relatives that are there. That when my kids are in the area, I pay them to get the hell out of there. I send them both back to their other their schools. I mean, it's just it's horrific, and your heart breaks for the good people who are trapped there. Thank you, Jeff, and stay safe. I'll take the rest of your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. That's my guy. Love it. Him and Stalin, best hair ever. Um... I, a friend of mine who saw Father Flager over the weekend at Gibson's on Rush Street. Now, can you imagine? Here's a guy down with the struggle, eating at Gibson's on Rush Street <laughs> as the old people struggle, right? Some of them in his uh, congregation struggle to give him money. And this son of a dog, just fresh off a pedophile case where apparently they went away, or the, the the Catholics, which is funny enough, Catholics are going to judge pedophiles. Let me guess, you didn't do it. Uh, they ruled in his favor, and he's right back to being called Father, which is the other reason it, for you Catholics out there, as I call myself, I'm, I'm not, a, I denounce Catholicism. For you Catholics out there who are asked to give money by the archdiocese in your church, just remind them, until Flager stops eating at Gibson's and stops calling himself a Catholic, I ain't giving you two cents. Now let's go to the phone lines. Bruce Wilmette. Hey, Sean, love the show. Thank you, brother. You're the um, only guy in Wilmette that's uh, ever listened. Go ahead. Uh, no, there's more than there's growing every day. Um, right. Listen, I, I grew up here last 15 years or so when I run into guys at parties that are in law enforcement. Uh, I ask them all the same questions, about 20 people over this time. Same question. If the political will were there, could the police, with the current resources, clean up the gangs like, say, Giuliani did in New York? Guess what the answer is? Well, I'm sure their answer would be yes, but but we have to. Here's the other. Yeah, we have to decide what Ooh, that means right. like Giuliani did because, you know, Giuliani also had a broken windows policy, which started out under putting money, public money, into blighted areas and, um you know, incentivizing businesses. So there are some good things that Giuliani did. I like some of the things he did. Some of the things I don't like that he did. Like, for instance, I don't, I really don't. I mean, I know it's a, it's not a popular opinion to have on, on conservative radio, so-called conservative radio, but I do not believe in unconstitutional acts. The other question I'd like to know, Bruce, when you ask these policemen or when, you, when you're in this room again, I'd like you to ask them how many of their fellow, now that they know the politicians, and in some cases, even the police department have been infiltrated by gang members. See, that's a problem nobody wants to talk about, Bruce. You've got a systemic problem in Chicago. You've got politicians or you've got gang members that have morphed into politicians that are now in on the scam. That's how you have these drug areas, in my opinion. In my opinion, that's exactly. You've got. Did you ever see The Wire on HBO? Times yeah, it by that's, 60. That's where I'm going with this, is yeah. that there's so much money floating around in these gangs because of drugs. Sure. This goes back to Al Capone. Yeah, so it's a multi-billion dollar industry. It gets into politicians' pockets no matter how. It's, they're all bought. But yeah. it's just like you said, they are all mafia. Bruce, you want to, exactly, that's exactly what they are. I mean, everybody wants to blame Soros. Listen, I'll jump on board. I know his old history of collapsing currencies. Believe me, I, I'm well aware of it. But that's just the icing on the cake of corruption. This, 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 unfortunately, this city has designated certain areas to be hellholes. They thought they could control it. Barack Obama's big idea was to export it. It doesn't work. And until you have harsh penalties for this kind of behavior, harsh, it will never, ever stop. You know, I mean, you could change it overnight. If you're convicted of a felony, you no longer qualify for social benefits. Over nothing. No health care, no free school, yeah, no nothing. The guys that are on the payroll? I mean, that's the, that's the catch-22. They're on the payroll. They're not going to make any law about that. Of course not, because they're all getting rich on they're it, Bruce. That's why you, you know, it's nice. You can somewhat pretend that, you, that you're immune to it, but you're not. You're a car ride away from it. And that's why, you know, to me, my well, answer, gonna, the answer is always going to be protect yourself. And the, and the BLM signs on, on the, my neighbor's front yard aren't going to save them. It's not going to happen. 
Yeah, of course not. Of course not. That just that's just the rob me sign for the guys in the neighborhood. Thank you so much, Bruce. I'm sorry, I got a full board. Let's go to Mike on the south side. Thanks for the call and listening, Mike. Hey, God bless you. Thank you for taking my call. I just want to say it's it's no wonder that those two knuckleheads uh, were the way they were. Uh, their mother just got locked up at the hospital that Monty's sitting at because she couldn't control herself when the police told her no. You can't see your son who just murdered a police officer. We're so sorry. But she had to act a fool, and she got locked up. So why is it any different for her boys? I mean, they're going to act a fool because that's what they see every day. That's what they grew up with. I mean, it's, it's, it feeds itself. And, that, and that's just one example, again, of how, how they, they And, Mike, here's the other thing. Them. When you have a system that pays people to be bad people, any system, anything, you're going to get more bad people. And that's unfortunately what generations in the Chicago ghettos have seen. They've, they've learned to work a system that rewards them as if they had two jobs, three jobs, for being bad people. And it's instead of having the political will to correct it, they pander to it. And this is how you get a city where it's fleeing. All people are fleeing. Minorities are fleeing. Historic Chicagoans, legacy Chicagoans are fleeing. The rest of them are fleeing. Thank you, Mike. It here's this is is this breaking news? Corruption, socialism are hand in glove, and they don't work. They especially don't work for good people. That's I don't know if that's news. I don't think it is, but uh, apparently we're going to have to live through it. Megan in Orland Park. Hi, Sean. I just can't stay away. It's my daily call to you. I've got. Oh, don't feel bad, Megan. When I was single, I had girls driving around the house like sharks. Go ahead. <laughs> Three quick things. Okay, getting off um, 55 today, and I saw a billboard for Ella French. Says something like, uh, never forget. Wanted to share that with you guys. Oh, that's positive. Uh, I also wanted to let you know that I am too, I too am a Catholic and um, kind of involved in my parish. They try and give back in, like, you know, by helping and all that. I'd like to give to the till, but my husband's like, you're not going to give to the till. You're not going to give to the collection box because some of that will make it to St. Sabina. And tell so your I, priest like, that. Give to... Tell him that because yeah. that matters. Yeah. That matters. Don't forget, this yeah. guy was up on charges of pedophilia. The church yeah. exonerated him. The church yeah, which is which is to me. I mean, at this point, they got a lot of nerve when it comes to that. They should. I mean, what a yeah, what yeah. a disgrace! The underground railroad for pedophiles—it's sickening. And I say this as a former Catholic who's disgusted at it. But then again, it never made sense to me. Yeah. You got gold slippers on. You want my grandmother to give you a saw buck? It's ridiculous. Thanks, Megan, for the call. Tell your I'm... husband he's brilliant. Uh, Jesse Hammond. Hey, Mark. Sean. Yes, brother. Yeah, um, can uh, these aldermen get together? I know there's a few that don't like the mayor at all and don't get along with her. No provision for a recall. And and get her out of there? There's no provision for a recall. Don't forget who put that city together, brother. That city was put together by the real gangsters. It's, (laughs) it's, It's corruption. It's corruption friendly and repercussion proof. They could do whatever they want till election day. And by the way, when election day comes, you're going to get the same damn thing because that's what the people of Chicago want. They like it that wow. way. And here's the other thing. The business people like it that way because they can buy and sell their aldermen. They can buy and sell their grievance. They can lower their property taxes. All they got to do is drop a sack of Joia in my neighborhood is at least what I call it. It's uh, called a campaign contribution in Washington. Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate it. I wish there was an answer. There are no answers. Drew, Western Springs. Hey, Sean, uh, great uh, show as usual. You know, if you live in Chicago in the uh, 47th or 47th Ward, I forget, but your alderman is Walter Burnett, who was a former gangbanger who got pardoned by, quote-unquote, Republican Governor George Ryan. So here's a great case in point. Yeah, he was a a real good judge of character there, George Ryan. He was a stand-up guy. Another another example of an Illinois Republican. Do you know how many Illinois Republicans in government and working in government owe their entire career to that scumbag? Oh, yeah. I know guys that worked for George Ryan, and you didn't get promoted if you didn't sell enough tickets to his, uh, all his chicken dinners and his golf outing. So, Drew, if I no thought doubt. there was a political body in Illinois 
that could successfully push back against the corruption, my optimism for the state would be completely different. However, what I've come to learn over my years and my involvement is that they just want in on the scam, brother. They just want a smaller piece of that corruption pie. And that explains, Drew, why so many of them have video game storefronts, are in on the pot marijuana licenses and distribution. This is commonplace. It is a city that is run by organized crime that has spread to the entire state. And that's how a guy like Pritzker, who's been interwined since Grandpa Abe could do a jumping jack, is in there today. And we'll be lucky if one of his handsome offspring isn't the governor in the next 30 years. Thanks, Drew. I appreciate it. It's more of a pot of manatees than a family. 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. I can't believe I blew through this first hour. We got two people on the line. I'm going to go to them. Brooke, downtown Chicago. How are you, Brooke? I'm good, Sean. On my way home after a uh, fun-filled day downtown chicago i uh, just wanted to say thanks for what you're doing and uh keep your show going you, oh, you, you gotta we need more people to speak out so that now are you a police officer have any more you, I don't, you don't have to, do you work for the city i do i am a city of chicago police officer three years running now brooke listen to me you, you could probably you know i say this because i'm stay in the car i don't care what they tell you no matter what you do you're going to be dead wrong you understand stay in the car it's not worth it because, you know, the idea that your father has to go through, I can't imagine how this guy sleeps. But, uh, you know, come down here. We need cops down here. Naples police officer, Brooke, you get a suntan. You know, the biggest criminal is like a 71-year-old who bounced an alimony payment. There's no real problems. You come by me, all right? I will. Just please keep on speaking up so there's not more of us in the street with a bullet between our eyes. And you tell that guy, who seems like a wonderful guy, Catanzaro, to organize a strike by the Chicago Police Department. The results will be the same, and at least the good police will be safe. All right? Just an idea. Let me know if he wants blue. Thank you. When there is a blue flu, we'll give everybody a 30-minute notice. Take care of your parents. Take care of your loved ones. And uh, it's going to happen because this is the thickest shit I've ever seen this weekend. Okay. All right. Brooke, thank you very much. You get to say it because you're a police officer. Greg in LaGrange. Hi, Greg. Don't ever lose. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, stop yelling at your kid. Focus on me now. No, I'm kidding. Don't ever lose focus on the people that are the real problem here, the real traitors. They're the so-called Republicans at the federal level. What do you have, two Republicans in the state, Darren Bailey and the mayor of Orland Park, and the rest run around pretending that they stand for something when they're just getting money by being juniors in the partner, junior partners in this whole thing? Yeah. Those well, here's, Republicans the, here's the reason, correct, At the though. national level are the sellouts. They're the sellouts. What they should be doing every day is piecing apart this country and the major problems and hitting it every day. What are they doing? Every once in a while you get something. What else are you doing? Country you know how excited the handbasket. You know how excited they all are with this infrastructure coming? Do you understand what's at stake here? You're talking yeah. about big, big money, kid. Now Adam Kinzinger is a loyal Democrat, although he says Republican. So when this infrastructure, this thing's going to pass, believe me, the 5.5 on top of it, reconciliation, the funny word for sidecar to corruption. Now, Adam's been loyal. So Adam will get a piece of that pie. Now, if you're one of these scumbag Republicans who's in on this scam, you're going to get a piece of that pie. And your contributors get a piece of the pie. Then 30 percent comes back to the campaign coffers like it like nobody can read. See, that's what Illinois is. Illinois is full of a state where the voters can't read and the ones who can Get the hell out of there. That's the problem, yeah. Sean? Yeah. Sean? Mm-hmm. I'd like to know one thing. Adam Kinzinger shed a tear for Ella French. Did he shed a tear for Ella French? It's the same one he did for Ashley Babbitt. Thank you very much. Unbelievable. Appreciate it. Same thing he did for Ashley Babbitt. Who killed her? Ah, don't worry about it. It's a police department that has no oversight, but that's their police department. You're starting to see the two classes of Americans, the politically corrupted, and the rest of the suckers that pay for it. Well, I'm with you. We pay for it, but we don't have to like it. And I'm going to be a terrible slave in the future. I hope you are. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... 
with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because so All right, if you're listening to this show, you know I'm a news junkie, and you know that hot air is the home screen on my phone when I log on to the Internet. My One of my favorite writers, Ed Morrissey, I feel like I haven't talked to him in a very long time. I think he's upset with me. I called him the Telly Savalas of Internet News. I don't know why he'd be mad. It's a compliment. Ed, how are you, you sexy devil? Who loves you, baby? That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> how, can you be, how can I be upset by being called the Telly Savalas of the Internet? I mean, that's awesome. That's I love exactly that. exactly right. Now, listen, I think I lost $20. To our very own Dan Proft. Now, you know Dan Proft. He looks like Pee Wee Herman, 6'1". I bet him a double saw buck that Cuomo would run again, and his slogan would be, killing granny, slapping fannies, vote for me, dummy. But it looks like I may be wrong. Or is he have a, does he have a political future? Oh, he has no political future. I am just as surprised as you are, though, that he's leaving voluntarily. I thought that not only would they have to impeach and remove him, they might need to send uh, a few sheriffs out there to actually physically haul him out of the mansion. The old Jimmy Cagney, top of the world, Ma? Is that what you thought? I thought that. Either that or, you know, Al Pacino say hello to my little friend. You know, I mean, either one works here. (laughs) Well, the reality is, after this happened, right, he gave the El Doce speech, which I've always called him the fruit of El Doce's loins. He gave the 40-minute speech where he blamed it on being Italian. I am half Italian, but I was raised by the Italian side of my family for the most part. And I don't remember any of my uncles or grandfather sticking the hand up skirts or one of the other, uh, unless the setting was, you know, suited for that evening strip joint, then, yeah, all bets are off, but not at work. He blamed it on um, his culture and the fact that he is old, although he dyes his hair and pretends to be young. I have no idea where that was going. Like you, I am Italian on my mother's side of the family. I, I have never seen any of my Italian relatives do anything remotely close to what's being alleged here. I, I have seen bosses get very handsy with uh, with women in the in the workplace. Had nothing to do with their ethnicity. Had everything to do with them being creeps. And you, I heard some of the same excuses that I'd, I'd hear from the bosses back in the day. And this is before <laughs> this was even a big issue, right? I mean, I, well, it was a big. It was always a big issue, but before it was made, you know, before people had some sort of awareness of this. Uh, oh, you know, I think of her as, you know, as a family member or, you know, oh, well, you know, it's just playful and blah, 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 blah. In the meantime, you can see that the women involved are just, you know, disgusted or, or you know, horrified by this. Yeah, and it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's, 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 it takes me back 40 years. And and hearing the same exact excuse, well, you know, I'm just affectionate. Oh, well, you know, I patted her on the stomach as sort of a, you know, a, a friendly gesture. Who does that? I mean, <laughs> I, you know, at, although it's not exclusive to Democrats, you know, I'm from Chicago. This is how this works here. We all knew it. Everybody knows it. We've had some notable um, uh, politicians, Betty Lauren Maltese, former, uh, you know, madam rumored to be a former madam. We've had uh, Jane Byrne, a lot of fun at the parties like Nancy Pelosi. So this is something that we've all had um, rumored. But um, to pretend that this was something that no one knew about, as during the scandal is breaking, his, I guess, secretary is poolside running errands as he sunbathes on, on a lounge chair. It's great. I mean, this is like a Cinemax movie. Well, it is uh, the the bad ones. By the way, I should I should I should I should rush to add. It's like the bad Cinemax movies and uh, and the ones that you just know how they're going to end. Although, I, again, I was surprised. I was very surprised. I'm listening to the speech this morning, right? As it's going because it's morning here in the Central Time Zone, where we're you know God's time zone that you and I occupy, yes. and. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm listening to this, and the whole thing is a defense, right? I'm thinking, this guy is just going to, they're going to have to drag him out. And then he starts talking about how you want a guy like him in office in the middle of an emergency, and, I, you know, and talking about his leadership. And I think this guy's going to do a Colonel Jessup. 
he's going to get up there and he's going to say, you know, uh, you're, you're damn right I ordered the code red. And, yeah. you know, dare him, to, dare him to be removed. In the middle of this, he says, well, but, you know, I love New York and maybe the best thing for, is for me to leave. The very, the very, if you live next door to you, you'd be nervous. But Chuck Todd, that, that very unusual looking Chuck Todd, is already saying his political career is not over. In fact, I'm hearing a murmur where they are advocating by when I say they, I mean, um, you know, the propagandists are advocating that he may still have a future in politics. Well, it's absurd because this was actually the, the scandal that didn't have a body count. There's still other scandals out there. This is a guy who got five million dollars for a book uh, and had his staff edit it for him. He was covering up uh, the, the nursing home death data while he was in while he was in office in order to make that five million dollars. There's there's an issue with covering up some safety issues on a bridge, which is completely unrelated to the rest of this. I, I can't even keep up with all the scandals that are actually in play with Andrew Cuomo at the yeah. moment. You're too good of a person. This is the same arguments I have with my wife. You think everyone is like you. You're ad- you're too good. You realize right now, we've got a hair sniffer accused of rape, riddled in scandal for half a century. Everything from kickbacks, the sun on boards. He's got foreign interests in businesses. He's who we now are calling president, clearly impaired and unfit for office. So never count these scoundrels out. In fact... I'm going to hedge myself with you. $20 says he runs for something again. What do you say right here in front of my audience? I will take that bet. Done. I will take that bet, and I will be happy to pay you if I'm wrong, but I think this guy's toast. And I think here's the other piece of this, though, that, and, and just uh, I'll make it conditional. You can still back out by the time we, we finish this. Now that he's out of office, everybody's going to come out of the woodwork, and they're all going to have stories and testimony about this guy. We may not even know of all the scandals that are going to come out in the next few weeks. Once he's gone and clearly he has no political power left, this is a guy who's bullied people into silence. And now that the bully has been stripped of his power, those people have, I mean, they've got access to grain with this guy that we haven't even yet seen. And that's the difference between Andrew Cuomo and Joe Biden. All right. As they used to say in my old neighborhood when we played street dice, covered, I gotcha. Um, you've got You've got some other... You've got some other stories going on here. Now, you, if I'm not mistaken, in hot air, you have to remember I read it while I'm driving. You wrote the article um, on, in the line of duty. Is that correct on hot air? I, no, no. I'm not oh. sure which one that was. If this was about the um, police officer that was uh, murdered in Chicago, I did And write the other policemen turned their back on... on, on uh... I wrote about that. That one I wrote about, yes. But I didn't call it in the line of duty, which was actually, I should hire you as a headline writer. That's actually better. All right, very good. Yeah, it was called Freeze Out. This is um, when, you know, once again, I'm, I'm proud of Chicago police. I have a nephew who uh, is a sergeant there, and I'm, I've always God been proud of the Chicago Police Department. I really have. Even, and I've also called them out when they're wrong. You know, Van Dyke, I, I, I took a lot of heat, lost a lot of fans. I jumped on that because it was outrageous to me. So I realized that policemen are people. I never forget this, that everything is occupied by human beings, and it's the some are good, some are bad. Most are in the middle rule. But when it comes to Chicago cops, we're asking these people to go into neighborhoods that politicians created where their their risk to themselves is escalated at a number we can't fathom. So when you saw them turn their back on the um, the, the mayor who dresses like the, the character in The Mentalist, I was proud as a peacock of the Chicago Police Department. Were you? Yeah, absolutely. First off, I'm just proud of the fact that these guys, these men and women are out there doing this job and are, are rallying around the family. And you know, this is, they, they call it the brotherhood, and there's a reason why. I mean, including both men and women, but it's, it's a real fraternal um, uh, calling. And they're there to, to support each other. And, I, you know, too often we don't actually see that in many other industries. And I think police and firefighters are, are extremely good at maintaining that quality. Uh, I, so, yes, and, and I think that the fact that these politicians, it's not just Lori Lightfoot either, and it's not just Chicago for that matter. These politicians are using all police as scapegoats whenever anything goes wrong um, and, and, putting, and, and making their lives more dangerous is disgusting. And, and I am for calling out the people, you know, who, you know, uh, the, the Derek Chauvin's who, uh, who uh, break the law and, uh, and, and kill people. They have to people. Go, yeah. Yeah. You, you've got to prosecute those people. You've got to hold those cases up. But Derek, not every police officer in Minneapolis is Derek Chauvin. In fact, most of them are not. 
Um, and we treat them as individuals. And this is the thing that really got me about this um, clip from ABC News that I, I found when I was trying to uh, do a little bit of research on this story. Is you've got two aldermen in Chicago who are saying, well, you can't just you can't lay everything on Lori Lightfoot. Everybody, you, ha- you know, you have to just treat people as individuals. Um, and you can't just you, you can't, you know, blanket blame uh, things on people. It's like, well, you know, if you guys had had that attitude about the police, we wouldn't be in the fix we are. And again, not just in Chicago, but in Minneapolis, in Atlanta, in Seattle, in Portland, all across this, in New York City, all across this country. If we'd had that attitude from the beginning, we wouldn't have the spike in crime and the dissolution of uh, civic order across this country. Yeah, you gotta love Chicago, where the aldermen drive Mercedes. I love it. Um, it's it's so open and notorious that they're willing to actually talk out of both sides of their neck when it's when the shoe is on the other foot, and they're not talking about protecting the people who are protecting them, but they're talking about protecting the people who are lining their coffers, also known as gangbangers in Chicago. It's really a disgrace. But this seems to be a theme for me, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, when it comes to all Democrats, the only difference is the caliber of gang members. So now we have the corporatists, which are licking their chops at this infrastructure boondoggle in which Mitch McConnell, if I'm not mistaken, voted for along with 18 other Republicans. How does this not end in scandal, Ed? It's insanity to me. The only thing I mean, there's two there, there are two possibilities of why they did this. One was to protect the filibuster, which it's great. trillion to protect the filibuster for another year. Uh, What a deal! Uh, The second second would be, uh, because going along with this, they may have gotten some commitment from either Mansion, Cinema, Tester, or somebody else that they would not allow the reconciliation bill with $3.5 trillion to go through. I mean, that's the only thing that I can think of is that, well, we'll, we'll sacrifice $1.2 trillion in inflationary, you know, imaginary spending uh, to, to prevent three, another $3.5 trillion from going through. Uh, yeah. That's the only thing I can think of that would be that, uh, for this strategy. But otherwise, this is... But they all love handing out the money. It's why Mitch McConnell's name is on I mean, every other building. It, it's the disgrace. It, it's, it's, it's Republicans and Democrats alike. On that score... Neither party is the party of fiscal discipline any longer. Now, there's another article you wrote that I want to talk about. And here I am the whole time thinking, we're Americans. We got certain unalienable rights. Realize that 53 years I've been proven wrong. There's no question about it. But now we've got this flaccid fascist in diapers controlling things in, in, in Washington, D.C. And it looks like he's willing to leverage federal funds in order to push a mandate of vaccines. Now, Ed... I think everyone is entitled to their opinion. I really do. But most of all, me. And I'm not putting that experiment in my body. As the one rat said to the other rat, did you get the vaccine? He said, no, they're not done testing it on humans yet. I'm not going to be a, a, a test dummy. Well, I disagree with you on that. That's I think all right. the vaccine I know has you do. proven to work. I was very happy to get mine, and I would highly recommend it to everybody else. If you look at the data, you can see why. But I think that that should be your choice. And... I am going to be even more radical about this. I think that the risk that comes with that choice is something that is your, yours to assume and not mine to indemnify. And so if you choose not to get vaccinated, that's fine. Right. That you're assuming the risk, and, uh, and, and God bless you. I hope that nothing happens, right? I'm not wishing ill on anybody. First of uh, all, you know, I've had it, so the, part of my decision is factored into the fact I had it. Never missed a radio response show. response to it, right. I'm very happy about that. And I'm willing to take the risk rather than take the government-sponsored concoction. And I would have said this had had Trump won. I mean, that's that's totally your choice, and and it should be your choice. And right now we're at a point where there are so much – there's so much vaccine out there. Anybody who really wants to get a vaccine can get one pretty much immediately. I mean, they can go walk down to – local, you know, Walgreens, CVS, whatever it is, or your, or your clinic, say, I want a vaccine, and probably in 15 minutes you'll get a shot. Uh, so there's no shortage of this, right? So we don't need to act like there's a shortage of it. Uh, it, it we've, we've got 70% of adults with at least one shot. We've got 50% of all Americans um, vaccinated. Those people don't have a, a, a risk that's greater than, say, um, the normal flu risk. 
for hospitalization or death now because we're, we're not just not seeing we're seeing an infinitesimal amount of breakthrough cases with with vaccinated people. So they can go out and live their lives. They don't need to mask up. Um, All right. So I'm going along with you because I haven't talked yeah. to you in, in 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 a while now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go along. I'm blowing through the commercial here, but I want to ask. Oh, you, okay. I want to ask you in, in, in your opinion, as I read your article, they call it plain hardball. How is it legal for him to withhold funds on the conversation you and I had, although we disagree, we agree on the fundamental principle of Americanism. Yes. This is the president of the United States sworn to uphold those principles we, we just talked about. Yet he's willing to hold back funds to different states unless they mandate their people. At what point do we impeach this silly son of a gun? The good news is he won't know it because he doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July. What do we do here? Well, there's no impeachment isn't going to happen. I mean, I would say that, the, that there's an even better case for it with this eviction moratorium because the Supreme Court explicitly said that the CDC doesn't have the uh, constitutional authority to, to do this, and they're doing it again. I mean, that's to, to me, that's that's part and parcel of what you're talking about, too, is this overreach. This is what happens though. the federal funding issues. This is what happens when you have agency law that that, um, that allows uh, unelected bureaucrats to essentially write laws and and enforce them and act as judges with them all in one uh, unaccountable uh, organization, you know, different bureaucracies. And and so they hand out federal funds and they come with strings. And it's not the first time that we've seen this won't be the last time. They're going to use the strings there as, it, it, to the extent that they can, to the extent that the courts allow them to do it. And I think that there's lines that are crossed here that will probably bring an end to it pretty quick. Um, they're going to try to do that to, in order to uh, pressure these institutions to institute their own vaccine and or testing and or masking mandates. And I, I see that more uh, realistically on the federal funding than on regulatory enforcement of other issues because they're threatening that as well. And that is definitely going to be a no-go with, with the courts. That'll come to a, uh, a screeching halt there. The federal funding issue really should as well, but I'm not. It, it, there's a long tradition of using these things as, yeah. as carrots and sticks, which is the reason why you don't want to get involved in that in the first place. The boondoggle, the money that's coming down the pipeline, the way the American people are going to overpay for undervalued or, or, or really, to a certain extent, worthless services as they expand rail, which has, what, the, about 30% of the people that use it as opposed to used it five years ago? It's, it's on its back, yet we're going to fund it. Their kids are going to be on the boards of these things. It just is a never-ending situation of we the people losing and getting stuck with the taxation and the bankruptcy that it creates. Well, I think part of this is that the fact that we have a uh, populace that really looks to the federal government far too much to solve its problems. These are problems that should be solved either uh, privately or in local communities where the money can be watched, where the accountability is immediate. That was the original structure, the subsidiarity of the, of, of the representative democracy in the constitutional order was what kept uh, uh, you know, corruption to a, at least to a minimum that could be dealt with. If it was local, you can deal with the people who are who are corrupt and who are cheating. When it happens thousands of miles away in Washington D.C., uh, you don't have that type of accountability. You don't have that type of control, uh, and it really is well, it, it is distorting self governance. Ed, I'm going to let you go, but before I do, tell me about where they can get the podcast because I love listening to you. Where's the podcast? Oh. Hey, man, thank you so much. I mean, right at hotair.com, it's, it's, we do it through Facebook, but I, I always post them at hotair.com. Had a great conversation earlier today. You can go to the show post there and just replay it. Even if, you're not, if, even if you don't have a Facebook account, you can just play it through Hotair. Uh, it's, uh, and, the, and the link is also at the top of the page where it says the Ed Morrissey Show. All right, I'll let you steal um, Nipples Cuomo and uh, Killing Grannies, Slapping Fannies for your next podcast. I won't <laughs> that see. sounds awesome. Right. Thank That's you so awesome. much. His name is Ed Morrissey, hotair.com. Thank you so much. We'll be back after this. Oh, he's trying to calm me down. I always like, I could always tell when you're trying to calm me down, Macbeth. Um, the bill passed. I'm not calm. I'm disgusted. This is truly the definition of 
taxation without representation because this bill is taxation. Whether you want to admit it or not, whether you can pass an Econ 101 class or not, the ramifications of this bill means higher taxes in every which way. But yet nobody wants to talk about the idea. We've got a group of people who've never done anything in their life except create problems, taxation, and corruption. The ramifications of this bill, unfortunately, will be suffered for decades, just as it was suffered when they passed the utopia called Obamacare that no one wants to talk about. Do you remember the promises of Obamacare? I do. So I'm going to take your calls when I get back. I obviously went long with Ed Morrissey, but I thought it was worth it. I love Ed Morrissey. And then I'm going to open the lines up. In fact, I'm going to open them now. If you want to get on, it's 312-642-5600. I'm going to be back after Tom Beck in the news. And then it's me and you. And we're going to discuss the atrocity that's being celebrated among the corrupted after this. Consequences and ramifications. Not just the great name for a garage rock band. It's the reality of what happens when corrupt, incompetent, pseudo-intellectual, ignorant, and arrogant politicians create massive debt and future taxation for the people of the country they're determined to ruin. So I have a couple calls on the, on the board. I want to take Mark, but before I do, by the way, if you want to call, it's 312-642-5600. Before I take Mark's call, I am no longer a registered investment advisor. I was at one time, and I didn't like the industry because I recognized the vast majority, including the guy that I worked for, as a pig salesman. He used to put lipstick on pigs and sell it to people. And it was a real horrific experience. I went from what I considered to be a noble capitalist adventure of only trading my money, which is still something I believe in, um, into a, a retail industry that was riddled with fraud, lies, Corruption, and I vacated it. I'm now just a humble real estate broker in South Florida. Mark in Glen Ellen, keep that all in mind as we have this conversation. Yeah, thanks, Sean. So I'll try to rephrase my question and not put you on the spot, but, you know, with the passage of this infrastructure bill, you know, we're going to be Germany in 1930 with the collapse of the Deutschmark. Where should people invest now? I mean, I'm curious, people on fixed income? They're going to be devastated by the coming inflation. and So you, you can know. invest in that inflation is the answer, right? Here's the other thing. Always monitor Nancy Pelosi's financial disclosures because her and her corrupt husband have a way of front-running companies and stock based on government knowledge that they have and power they have to fund industries that wouldn't exist, and they've made hundreds of millions of dollars doing that. But in this bill, Mark, they are literally creating an entire industry that would not exist were it not for government. So where do I see growth, sadly, is in industries that produce nothing but loss. They're called green energy movements. I also see very selective real estate that you can monetize, not one that is protected by government, but monetize through short-term rentals. So I'm, I'm big in, in South Florida income property. I'm, I, I also think that when you, you, when you have a political, an entire body of politicians guaranteeing funding, endless funding, in, in, regardless of results in green energy boondoggles, why not throw a couple dollars in Fisker car company that is 18 bucks, I think it is today. One thing I'll tell you to pull your money out of after this infrastructure and what's in this bill that nobody wants to talk about, massive, massive taxes on crypto so i think it is now time to get out of crypto and you know i've been bullish over these uh last few years but when the government has its eye on destroying it because it can't have the competition as it successfully destroys the dollar get out of it because they're going to penalize it to, to, to hold it and my this is just my opinion mark i'm no longer an investment advisor as you know but um ride the corruption as far as you can because the reality is sooner or later it's going gonna, it's gonna to roll snake eyes. But I say that, Mark, and we're looking at a stock market that's parabolic, regardless of administration. The people who cannot afford to buy stock are holding up 30 corrupt stocks we call the Dow Jones. So buy an index. What do you think of that? 
Well, I think you're right. You have to buy into the inflation, you know, where the inflation is going to occur. But it just it makes me sad that people that don't have that option are going to be left holding the bag. So. Of course. Socialism is sad. Socialism is hopeless. You can only get through it like the Russians did. You can make vodka out of your socks. Just ask us an old Soviet. They'll tell you how to get through it. Give up all your hopes and dreams. Get used to wearing gray. Go sit on the porch and watch yourself age. That's what socialism is, Mark, unfortunately. Unless you're in on the scam, then you can't wait for this to hit. Thank you for the call, Mark. I appreciate it. And to prove my point, we've got a senator that somebody must have not told him there was a camera on. He basically told you what's in this infrastructure. And what you're describing there, some of the measures in that budget reconciliation, they sound like measures that were in the Green New Deal that you were one of the architects of. Is that something you're allowed to say? Or are you worried that if you say that, Republicans lose their mind because they've so successfully demonized a Green New Deal as somehow bad on the right? No, without question, the Green New Deal is in the DNA uh, of uh, this uh, Green Budget Resolution. Uh, All of the things that are in, we talked about in the Green New Deal. Now, we have to go even further in the years ahead. Uh, we, we can't stop here, and it includes increasing the fuel economy standards for the vehicles uh, which we drive. Uh, it, 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 it means that we have Spit to out, have a big dummy. agreement in Glasgow that brings the whole world together. Uh, later on this year with President Biden finally having a piece of legislation which passes so that the rest of the world sees that we're serious, that we're the leader and not the laggard. You cannot preach climate temperance from a bar stool. Yes. You can't be the worst uh, a polluter in history and simultaneously tell other company, uh, countries to stop unless you are doing so yourself. Now, here's the lie. We're not the worst polluter in history. In fact, the country that is the worst polluter in history has no restrictions on it, and it will continue to thrive as we are forced to change our entire economy under the direction of corrupt political whores we call Democrats. And what he is telling you is this Green New Deal has passed, whether you like it or not. And it has done it under a bipartisan flag that was supported by the so-called conservative guru. I call him old lady face, Mitch. You could call him whatever you want. His wife just doesn't want him to get home. It's Mitch McConnell and the rest of the political whores, some in magic underpants like Mitt Romney. And this Green New Deal passed, including... The backdoor gas mileage tax that they're just going to try out, like so many of the other taxes, they just try out. If you're in Illinois and you're listening to this, how's the tryout of taxation going for you? Ta-da! Now I am going to. You're a Democrat. Exactly. Thank you very much, McBeth. He's the best at the soundboard. Now. I am going to take a break. I have to read one commercial. I'm going to come back and take all your calls. 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. Good song. I tell you, I can't wait for that third hour. I got so many clips. Poor Misty's going to be mad at me. I had her load the one about the uh, Union UAW. What is he, the fourth one to go to prison on corruption? He's licking his chops like the rest of these organized labor mafia is for this new infrastructure bill it's gonna be great just wait you're gonna love it where was the call about uh, california tank or, or energy oh he must have hung up so right now uh joe biden as he was staring with that blank look of only a dementia patient could have into the camera trying to figure out the words on the teleprompter was talking about the texas energy problem with the cold weather what he forgot to tell you is texas is the greenest state runs on all of the green energy boondoggles that are out there it is despicable and disgusting and um it's our future joe in munster indiana yeah, uh, Sean. So I have two things. The first one is, uh, as far as taxes, 80%, 86% of the taxes are paid by 20% of the people. Well, as you know, you, you, in life, you tick off 20% of the people, and you'll, you're fine as long as it's always the same 20%. So those same 20% are all, they have, they're not enough numbers. Joe, I had you, what you're talking about is net taxpayers. You're 100 percent right. Although, you know, people who who work may retrieve benefits if they file their taxes in a correct way. But what that the problem with that is, it doesn't take into the usual the usury, also known as VAT taxes, that we pay that we think is normal, county, state, 
um, sales taxes. It varies in difference. You know, if you have dinner in Chicago, you take your wife to the city of Chicago, you're paying 20% of that bill as taxes. So they're taxing you eight ways to Tuesday. Even if you're not one of that 20%, you're getting killed. Your dollar is being devalued, and this is the problem. But you're 100% right. And I had the idea years ago to create a capitalist union so that when these kind of atrocities were passed, capitalists said, now I don't produce. Because if we, the capitalists, actually did what politicians want us to do and sit on our derriere and not take government cheese, you'd really prove that this country is bankrupt. Sean, don't forget the mantra of every politician. If you don't build, you can't steal. That's exactly right. Joe, you're exactly right. And that's why so many of them are so happy that they passed another infrastructure bill that they can steal from. And that's all this bill is. This is a political payoff to the most corrupt among us. And they're all licking their chops. And we we lost the argument. And we don't have representation. It's a very sad day. This, to me, is the equivalent of Red Dawn when the planes landed. And it was the North Koreans and I believe the Chinese that were attacking us. They couldn't have done a better job than the Democrats did today. Don Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. You know, today... uh by the passage of this bill, the turtle, Mitch McConnell, just made Pete Buttigieg one of the most powerful people in Washington, D.C. He now has a trillion dollars at his feet waiting for those that want to come and bend a knee and beg for money for their special little projects. It's and Pete, disgusting. This guy doesn't even know what, what sex he is, let alone. No, he, well, here's he the thing. He's a, he's a child who has been touting that he is going to take away your freedom of mobility, he is going to penalize truck drivers, he is going to penalize the people that make America work by by guaranteeing a travel tax, a tax on driving. This is the, the thing that they've been shooting for ever since Al Gore started running this scam that he's been wrong about for the last 25 years. It doesn't matter because by hook or crook is the Democrat slogan. And they got it. And the Republicans that helped them, Don, should all be thrown out of office on their ear. Absolutely. And it's a disgrace because what you and I are talking about will never happen. And the reality is, Don, this this COVID voting system, this scam where they can stuff the ballot box will continue to happen. We don't I'm, I'm telling you, brother, to me, it's run to high ground. It's a shame. But you have to give the right advice. You have to be truthful. Unless the people demand changes to our electoral system, we're going to just continue to go down the road. It's a, it's, a, it's a tragedy. Thanks for the call, Don. I appreciate it. We're out of time? I got, come on. Robert and Bloomingdale, we're running out of time, kid. I got about 45 seconds. Okay, I just wanted to say this, we're going to be so far in the rear with this tax and spend stuff, it's ridiculous. Hopefully 2022 vote Republican and get this, these people out of there. Thank you. Do me a favor, Robert. Let's be clear. Vote Republicans who understand capitalism because Republicans did this to us too. This is the one complaint I've always had against Trump. He should have never continued the ridiculous spending. I don't care what the intentions are. It's as irresponsible as it was when W. Bush did it. It's as irresponsible as it was when old man Bush did it. So Republicans aren't the answer. Capitalists, constitutionalists, and people steeped in principles of Americanism is the answer. We've got to cleanse the Republican Party of the frauds that voted for this boondoggle sold as good news. I'll be back in 22 hours. Please take me far away.